Hi guys, welcome back to Let's Talk Plant Medicine, Cannabis, Psychedelics and Pharmaceutics. I'm your host, Dr. Lola, also known as Dr. Ho, a clinical pharmacist and a plant medicine queen, that's what they call me. I am the founder of WCI Health. We are alternative health and wellness hub. <coughs> At WCI Health, we help you level up on your wellness journey using the healing powers of plant medicine and education has tools. Having said that, I have an amazing lady, Dr. Martin Jenny Martins with me today. Dr. Jenny Martins, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you, Dr. O. It's a pleasure to meet you. I share. I share. Thank you so much. Dr. Martins is a psychologist and a sexuality uh, educator. She's going to tell us a lot about all that as it relates to psychedelics, uh, as wellness tools for sexual women's sexuality and even men. <laughs> it's not only women. I mean, we're going there today, folks. <laughs> Woo, we're going there. <laughs> so, Dr. Uh, Dr. Martins, talk to us. Uh, you said uh, in your bio that you are a, a psychologist and sexuality educator. You are helping people to explore potentials of accessing their psychedelic state using the uh, sexuality through sexual pleasure. Talk to us about that. How do you correlate the psychedelics and sexuality? That's the taboo right there, you know? Yes, Dr. Oh, it's really exciting to know that we can access a state that feels equivalent to a psychedelic state through sexual pleasure. Our bodies are amazing. There's a pharmacy within our bodies. And what has been shown from self-reports, from people actually discussing what it feels like during sexual pleasure, these states, they sound remarkably similar to when people take the psychedelic DMT. And it's interesting to note that DMT exists in our brain, it exists in our body, it's been detected in the blood, the urine, the spinal fluid, various parts of the, the brain, as I said, and the lungs. So there, there's this potential. Thankfully, it's not at psychedelic levels during the day. Otherwise, we wouldn't be able to tell reality from an altered reality, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But it, there is some indication in ancient times that sex, as well as plants, were used to access this state. And we're still starting to understand some of the science about how that is possible. It, it, you know, when I first learned about this, I grew up in a really strict... I am going there with yeah, you, no, Dr. You Dr. Martin. When you said yeah. people are talking about it, and when I was going through your website, I saw that you have a, a Catholic background, and I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. How do you even start talking about sex when you start first talking about it? How did people take you? Did they think, oh, we need deliverance here? <laughs> right. You know, I think there's always some people that are like, I'm not going there. That's just too weird for me. But there are people that are thinking, you know what? I've always felt that there was something more to sex. I've always thought. Maybe that's possible. There's a sex therapist, a really famous sex therapist that's not with us any longer, Gina Ogden. She actually did some of the first research to show that people, especially women, have reported 
spiritual experiences during sex just spontaneously. And there have been some research, Andrew Newberg has looked at the brain scans of people with sexual pleasure and looked at meditation, people that have done meditation for a very long time. And there's a similar type of experience. Really? And yeah. That's awesome. And, and, and I'm looking at, I'm listening to you. I'm so fascinated about this stuff. This is, this is a cool stuff, folks. When I was looking at your, on your website, I saw there that you said you work, uh, your work draws on sacred wisdom from uh, ancient tradition and grounds of teaching with a uh, science, scientific background. Basically, you're bringing science into this uh combining it with ancient tradition and helping people to navigate that space outside of uh, medicine. For me, I was born in West Africa and we, I was born into the indigenous uh, family, into the indigenous culture where we use herbal medicine. You know, uh, we talk about uh, Vokanga, Africana, Ibogaine, Iboga, all those kind of uh, psychoactive, uh, psychedelic plants. These are the, uh, the kind of plant that is used in my own culture. So when you are bringing that in, we're talking about psychedelics, then we are talking about sex, and we are talking about ancient wisdom. How do all those three, how do they come in together? Sure, that's a great question. Well, there is a something talked about in the literature in ancient times in various different parts of the world, a practice called Kiros Gamos. It's called sacred marriage sometimes too. It doesn't so much have to do with what we think about marriage today. Marriage. Yeah, it doesn't have to do with a marriage contract. It has to do with a sacramental. You know how we talk about um, plant medicines being used in a very cer ceremonial, sacramental way. Yeah. Well, there's some indication that sex was practice, you know, not all the time like this, but under certain circumstances to actually evoke an altered state. And if you actually look at some of the writings uh, about the Eleusian mysteries, not what Homer wrote and so forth, but some of the feminist scholars have actually written that there was the Kaikion that was drunk at the beginning of the, um, the whole mysteries, but then later on, the deeper mysteries could have possibly been something called pastos, where we get the word priest today. And it was the a sacred sexual ritual. Aphrodite was honored there, and she was a, a, a symbol of the merging of sex and spirit. Even in my own country in Ireland, there's something called the Sheila Nagigs, a carving with big eyes and the genitals are huge on the little carving. And it's a woman, right? You can see her breasts mm -hmm. and a lot of them are sagging down. So it's not necessarily a fertility image. It's postmenopausal. And they were over the churches. They were over the entrance of churches. This happened in the 13th to 15th century in Ireland. It was also in other parts of Europe. That makes and sense to me though. Because when you look at the, uh, the ancient uh, depiction of uh, psychedelics, it always has this tone with religions interwoven in, in it. I, I mean, how do we go from what you just described to us 
and to us looking even at the psychedelics itself and even sex as a taboo. Do you do you think this is a man-made or is a kind of a control uh, tools, especially when it comes to women? What is your take on that? Yes, I, I do believe it is more of a control mechanism. When plant medicines were more adopted as 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 uh, useful and seen as normal, there was a lot of times a matrilineal type of uh, culture uh, where the divine feminine was honored. When society has changed over time, usually there's more restrictiveness around female sexuality. What do and- you think that is? Why? Why? We, earlier I was talking with one of my guests and we were talking about that women empowerment, that divine femininity. I want you to go, especially you being a psychologist, you, you know both sides of the earth. I want you to go a little bit deeper. Why, why is that? Well, if you look back, Renee Eisler wrote a really fantastic book called Sacred Pleasure, where she traces this whole lineage and how it changed over time, this whole topic. There's a lot of different perspectives on why it changed, but the fact is it's very powerful. There's such an empowerment that comes for women to realize that this can actually bring them to a heightened state of consciousness when society gets out of balance and when the body is not honored and when we're more disembodied and we live in our heads and we're always distracted by our technology, our devices, we forget about the body. And one of the hallmarks of a culture that honors the divine feminine is the body is honored. Sacred sexuality is honored. And it's not foreign to think that sex can actually give you a mystical experience when we are really just living in a state where we're just in a mental world all the time, which a lot of us, especially if we live in a work in a corporate environment, we don't get the chance to really sink down and be in that state where we're embodied. And it requires us to get back to more of that type of embodied state to realize there's this power within us. Yeah, I, I love that you went into the mental uh, mental health and wellness part of it. Uh, from your uh, from your bio, you 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 say uh, said that you have suffered from depression, and I mean in our society right now, it's over three hundred million people are suffering from depression, and apart from uh, three hundred million people worldwide, we that was outside of COVID. With COVID, we now have over 330 million people with depression. Out of those people, a third of that population, they are not even responding to to the conventional pharmaceuticals that we have. I mean, we're talking about over 100 million of our brothers and sisters that are like stuck in this perpetual place where you cannot experience pleasure. You have an idonia where you don't even experience pleasure from sex or anything like that. Uh, and you said uh, you've gone through that experience and you recover from it 20 years ago. You said it didn't happen through talk therapy. It didn't happen through plant medicine, not with prescription drug or 
not even with prayer. So you said sacred sex. And please explain that to us. I want to know more about that. Yes, thank you for the question. Well, it happened not because I was looking to get over depression. I didn't link that until later. It happened because I had not experienced freedom around intimacy. I had a very restrictive religious upbringing. And I met a partner that I wanted to be intimate with. So I really did it to be able, I really worked on my own transformation to be able to have a relationship that was connected in that way. Because I know that sex is a very important part of a relationship. But what I realized in hindsight, looking back, it shifted me out of a narrative, not once having you know a fantastic intimate experience, but over time, as I learned to be back in my body, so through something called sensate touch, where we actually practice non-sexual touch to attune the, a person back into their body, and then through intention, you know, the biggest sex organ in the brain, biggest sex organ in the body is the brain. And -hmm. what happens with psychedelics with set and setting is so important with sex. And so your mindset, I needed to have a new vision for what sex was. So that's when I went on the journey to discover sacred wisdom about that. And I needed to understand how to feel calm in my body rather than this fight or flight reaction. And that is all really makes sense when you look at the way that, especially a woman's body, there's such a mind-body connection with her sexuality. But over time, when I started to feel safe in my body, I started to get over the numbness. What I realized is by feeling more present in my body through non-sexual touch at first, through realizing Surrender didn't mean to another person, it meant to my higher self. And realizing that there could be a different vision of sex than I grew up with, that that set and setting makes such a difference. Well, what I realized is when I look back, I was able to step out of my narrative of who I was as this person that always felt depressed. It didn't happen overnight, but I would say over a couple of years yeah. of these experiences, it changed. Yes. Uh, when you were talking about, uh, you know, the, the sex part and the mystical experience and the level of DMT that we experience in our body when we have sex, that kind of brings this uh, stuff that I read about when we are close to death, when somebody is about to die, that what uh, folks have experienced, especially even when you go on a journey, some people have, because uh, psychedelic experience for some people, is a near-death experience. It's, for a lot of people, it's almost like the level of mysticism that you experience could even be like close to like you are almost dying. And yes. people have equated that state to the state of somebody in transition, getting ready to pass. There's even clinical data that has shown that when at that stage of life, the level of DMT that is in the body, the level increases. Will you say when we are looking at psychedelics, uh, sexuality as well as uh, 
success and everything like that, and we are talking about consciousness, mysticism, will you say is the same experience that we are seeing when it comes to sex, when we are able to actually access our body that takes us to that next level, that third dimension, will you say it's similar to what people talk about when we talk about the near-death experience and the level of DMT that we see? Yeah, that yes, I would say that. We haven't got the research on it because it's not safe for, first of all, that research that you're talking about was done on um, the mammalian brain. It was done on rats and they Mm -hmm. had to drill a hole into the brain to detect the level. Um, We can't do that ethically with human beings. And uh, so we don't have that, that, you know, exact proof, but what we do know is the self-reports of people when, especially when they get into an altered state, cervical orgasm is one of the ways women can get there. And then it, it is possible through neural entrainment for a couple to get there too. But absolutely, when you look at the self-reports, when people actually talk about the altered state, the quality of the altered state from this type of orgasm, from this type of sex, it is remarkably similar to the items on, there's a mystical questionnaire that's given during the research and NDEs. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. remarkably similar. And that's the closest we have to saying, yes, this is probably what is happening. Now, what I can say for myself, that's most intriguing about this. You know, we think about sex. Oh, it was amazing. It was great. Like have a better yeah. sex life. Great. But how are you permanently changed over time from it? That's the thing that intrigues me. Can it rewire your brain? Can it shift you into a, a different I, you know, sense of identity over time? And that's what I believe uh, can happen because it's ex- I've experienced it. Yeah. I tell people, humans, sometimes we need to fall back. <laughs> Is it not our own... Uh, hubris for us humans to think, oh, we can just explain the brains away. Oh, brains is a default mode net. Yeah, sometimes I feel like we need to fall back because there's so much to the brain. There's too much to this teeny tiny body of ours. The average of us, we just, we can only know as far as we can see. That brings me to my next question for you, Dr. Martins. You, you said in your, in your uh, review that you are trying to demystify the mystical potential of female sexual pleasure. You take, uh, uh, take me into that experience. What do you mean by demystifying the uh, female sexual pleasure? And I know growing up, when you even talk about sex, it's like you have to coil away and all that. Was that some of the taboos you're trying to take away? Yes, good point. So the largest sex organ in our body is the brain. And if our if we don't believe something is possible, if we don't believe that your your body can actually produce these states through pleasure, then we actually are we can block this experience. I do believe we all have this potential, but we haven't been necessarily told about this. In ancient times, they went through their own 
training to, from what I understand, mystery schools and so forth. Today, we need to be reacquainted with this potential. So there's, for instance, there's things with the vagus nerve, with the cervix that make it unique. It's Mm -hmm. at the neck of the uterus, and -hmm. it's connected to the main pathway that connects the mind and body called the vagus nerve. Mm -hmm. And there's a direct link between our quality of our mental health and the condition of the vagus nerve. And so stimulating that can really produce a, it can produce a flow state. And then there's the other aspect of it that has to do with, with biophysics. And that the reason why the cervix is shaped like a donut is because Mm -hmm. when we access a heightened state, there's a vibration that occurs that can actually contribute to unlocking the doorway to the DMT that's already available to us. But there's a theory that you're not up leveling it. You're not it producing is, yeah. more. Yeah, it's we there. need to, uh, we need to, uh, as a level up on our wellness journey. So in essence, what you're saying is that this is another tools in our toolbox, especially us women, we don't even know the power that we have. And you know, when we talk about uh, depression, mood disorder, it affects women more than men. So the, we, we, we have these tools in our toolbox and we, we, we're going to need people like you to help us, to help us navigate that space so that many of us and even men can begin to tap into these wellness tools that is so special. That brings me to the next question, Dr. Martin. Can these uh, techniques that you're talking about, can it be applied to uh, other health, uh, mental health or even with health and wellness, not just for women, but even for men, because they have, they have penis, they have uh, their own organ, reproductive organ as well. Yes, there is some understanding that sexual energy is life force energy. It is an energy that is incredibly important to the functioning of our body, to our mental well-being. Yes, there's the biochemistry of it, but what has fascinated me is some of the biophysics to do with this. And there is some literature out there that talks about the suppression of sexual energy, this life force energy, and the, the, the correlation with the production of cancerous cells and disease. Yes, yes. I totally agree with you on that because anything that suppresses joy, that suppresses happiness, it can only bring sadness and and joy. It's just like a remuneration. Remuneration was uh, introduced into the market to help people to lose weight. But what else is this remuneration doing? Remuneration was known to block the CB1 receptor. What do we know that affects CB1 receptor? THC. So basically, you you look skinny, pretty, <laughs> but you it's still enjoy. It's still enjoy. It's causing depression. And before uh, they find out that whoa, this is what's causing it, and and we have to uh, take it off the market. It is so many tools that we, we have in our toolbox. We cannot finish. We cannot have you on one little 30 minutes episode. This is a juicy, really great topic. 
of wellness that we really do need to explore more. And for sure, we're definitely going to be bringing you back, uh, Dr. Jen, because I mean, like I said, look at the state that we have when it comes to COVID mental health. So if we can do and a third of our population are not even responding to what we are doing right now. So if we can do a process that is without medication, that's a win for us. If we can do a process with less side effects, as in the case of botanical plant medicine, that is a double win for us. Couple will is also going to save us money on our healthcare costs. I am going to ask you before I let you go, Dr. Uh, Dr. Martin, what is your advice to our listener listening to us right now? How can we tap into this space that you have explained to us so eloquently? Because normally when it comes to medicine, drugs, as they start low, go slow. This is another way of us starting low and going slow. Doing like it's kind of a lifestyle exercise, diet and exercise first before we go into medication. Why don't we start doing this? What is your advice to our folks listening to you right now? Thank you. Well, my advice would be to drop the idea that sex is about an outcome. Sex is about achieving something, a goal. Sex is about getting to the orgasm and basing it in your that kind of task-oriented mind framework and realizing it is the experience of connecting to your own inner wisdom is the experience of connecting to your body, connecting to a partner if you're with a partner, um, but self-pleasuring can also produce these states, but it's about being in a state of pleasure. And I love that you mentioned that study. It was so important. It really showed us we are built for pleasure. If, if we don't have pleasure, there's just consequences to that. So (laughs) yes. Yeah. Folks, you have heard it from the, especially she is not just a a indigenous in our, in our approach to these things. She is also a clinic clinical clinician that is, that knows about this topic. So well, Dr. Jen, how can we contact you? Where can we find you? Yeah, well, my website, uh, drjennymartin.com, J-E-N-N-Y-M-A-R-T-I-N.com. Awesome, awesome. That is our show today, folks. You have heard it from the beautiful Dr. Jenny. Everything is given to us for pleasure, to her richly for us to enjoy, including sex. Sex is good, it's sweet. We need to learn how to embrace it. And that's our show today. If you are yet to pick up my book, A Pharmacist's Guide to Cannabis, Perspective of a Non-Conforming Clinician, go grab your copy. It's on Amazon. It's also on WCI-Health.com. Having said that, please feel, find all the past episodes on Cannabis Radio and WCI-Health. Also, you can rate us on the Wherever you're listening, we need five folks. I need five folks. So go out there and give us five in your rating and subscribe also on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Plus, you can find this show. Go find it on Hi Hi Radio, on Amazon Music, Google, and at WCIHealth.com or wherever you find or you listen to your podcast. Until next time, folks, you can 
Connect with me on IG, WCI Health 19, on LinkedIn, Dr. Lola O'Humba. Of course, until next time, remember health equals well. Bye for now. Opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited.